Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Chancha. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam and then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Next Generation with me. I'm excited to have you back tuning in. Today we are traveling to Sicilia, to Sicily uh, for our interview and for a little great discussion. Excited about both of them for many different reasons. Won't give any spoilers. So let's dive right into it. Uh, as you know, I am holding closely, dearly to my heart, the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book with all the juicy details about the great babies that you need to know. Today, we are going to be talking about one of Italy's top white grape varieties from Sicily. Can you guess what it is? Caricante. Yes, Caricante. Um, and a fun fact is the name actually references the grape variety's tendency to produce high yields because the Italian verb caricare translates to, can you guess? To load. Wasn't that fun? That's what I love about wine and food is if you are studying the language, it makes it very much a lot easier. Um, Well, also if you drink a lot of the wine too, it also helps. Moving on. So although Caricante was once grown throughout Sicily, it is now almost entirely confined to the high elevation vineyards of Mount Etna from 900 meters to 1200 meters above sea level. And particularly fine wines and all those superior examples come from the township of Milo, located on the volcano's eastern slope. Now, you will find Carigante in all parts of Etna. We were just there on the Venetoli Gita Scolastica in the fall. Gosh, that feels like yesterday. And it was gorgeous to see the vineyards. Fantastic. You must go. A little bit more on Caricante. Uh, it's very well suited for Mount Etna, where old bush trained vines are trained low to the ground to capitalize on the warmth radiating off the dark volcanic soils. Caricante has thick skins, can be easily sunburned, so they have to stay low and covered. It's a late ripening varietal, and the harvest often occurs toward the end of September to beginning of October. So, things happening with the climate, who knows how long that will stay true. Winemakers often delay harvest in hope that the naturally high acidity levels of caricante will fall. Yeah, caricante is a, a zinger. Like, it's it hits you with that acidity, making it an awesome, great um, bridal to produce wines at age. In the glass, caricante is lemon yellow. It has a saline and mineral character with an abundance of lemony and citrus flavor. You can get notes of orange blossom, chamomile, 
green apple, and even a bit of anise for a little bit of complexity. And with age, it does develop these flinty diesel-like aromas, and you can also still get a little bit of clove and spice as, as this wine ages. Um, of course, it's mostly dry and still wines. Although there are many monovarietal um, Caricante wines, you will also find a, a wines made with a small percentage of local grape varieties, such as Minella, Inzolia, and Caterato Bianco. That's a little bit on your Caricante. So let's move into our interview. We are here at Vinitsuli at Neri Winery with Santo Neri. How are you today? It's a very busy day, but it's an exciting and beautiful experience. We really like to come at Vinitaly. We have a new company that was founded in uh, 2018 by my father and my uncle because we have uh, one of the most exclusive uh, hotels of Mount Etna, Milaneri Five Star Hotel, a member of Small Luxury Hotel of the World. And we are also the owner of uh, a winery, Casa Rigo. In front of Milaneri is a sort of luxury farmhouse with nine rooms uh, surrounded by the vineyards. From 2018, we decided to uh, buy some vineyards in order to create a good company because we want to connect the travel with uh, the travel with wine in a sort of premium world. So I feel really lucky because I actually got to visit Neri. Yes. I was on the Gita Scolastica with Vinitaly International. In October, yes, 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 yes. And uh, I mean, I was working, but you know, when I sat down by the pool, not by the pool, but to eat lunch, um, I actually was just looking at a beautiful little video I took of a, a fried, uh, I, I don't know what to call it in, in, in uh, Sicilian necessarily, but it was like full of pistacchio cream. Okay. So something really nice memory because I love food. But anyways, beautiful, beautiful estate. So tell us more about you. You're super young. You're only 22, right? Yes, only 22. So tell us a little bit w about what it was like growing up in uh, around wine and the estate in the hotel. Okay, I am the next generation of my family. <laughs> and I uh, studied economics in, uh, at Bocconi University in Milan and I really believe that our group, our companies will grow with this uh, fantastic, beautiful territory. In fact, uh, Etna uh, was reborn from uh, 2000, 2001, thanks to most important, uh, several most important uh, uh, new companies that were founded by, for example, Andrea Franchetti, Marc de Grazia. Today, our territory is one of the most important territory in the wine world, and for this reason, the, uh, a family like us that was born in Lingua Gloss is an uh, autochthona family, uh, want to invest in this territory, in the hospitality, want to um, increase the number of the rooms, we want to create a new level in the wine world, we want to increase the number of bottles, we want to become a sort of, uh, a sort of people that put, that um, come outside and represent our territory in several sectors. Yes, you know, it's, it's really important because just mentioned is, of course, there's Etna, and that's a really new, uh, not new area, but in the sense of popularity and bringing, you know, really taking these indigenous grapes, like Nerello Mascalese um, and Caricante, and really bringing them to the forefront of the wine world. And it's so different everywhere you go in Etna. 
Tell me a little bit more about you in, in, in the winery. Where do you, what's your favorite part about working in the wine world? So I don't have probably one favorite part, but I really like to sell the wine, to travel a lot. For example, in uh, the, the next week, I will go to Singapore, Hong Kong and Bangkok because we have a new agreement with three, uh, several importers in these new states and we start a partnership in Asia. We uh, close an important agreement, for example, in Italy with one of the most important distributors of fine and premium wines. I hope that after the in Italy we can close. We are working today uh, about a possible partnership in all entire USA and in order to arrive in this particular market that very um, that love a lot Italian wine, in particular Sicilian wine. We are working a lot. I uh, like to travel a lot, to know new culture, to discover new people, to meet new people in order to become more rich and to return in my, um, in my companies, in my lingua glossa with new ideas in order to contribute to enrich our territory our culture and to create a new generation of people that can contribute to increase the business, to increase all activities in our territory. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. So you said um, a lot of wonderful things just now, but two questions before I forget. So firstly, you said that you're going to be going to Asia, which is really incredible because I've chatted with some students, uh, part of our VIA program, and you know, from China, Taiwan, etc. And it's really wonderful to hear that you're growing in that market because, you know, for a while it's been just Brunello and, and Barolo. Did that relationship start because you had tourism coming from that part of the world? Or was it more the opposite where you were reaching for um, getting your wines east? I believe both. I believe in a sort of... Uh, uh, I believe that I meet new people in this uh, country and I became more rich. I increased my skills. On the other side, people from this uh, country, when come to Sicily in our hotel, can contribute to us to uh, correct, for example, some, some several mistakes, to give us a, a very different range of advices in order to uh, contribute to our growth. On that note, I'm going to kind of turn the conversation away from the business side because as we know, you are 22 and you're very intelligent and you know a lot of it's, you know, no, very much. Yes, because as somebody who's, I mean, not to talk poorly about myself, my business is not my forte. I'm a good talker. That's why I have the podcast. But what was it like? I mean, okay. What was it like growing up in Etna, in, in, in that area as a young person? Um, and what changes have you seen? I believe that uh, not only young generation, but the entire people of Etna area will, uh, uh, in a very slow way probably, but will under uh, they understood during uh, the last years 
uh, how our territory was rich, how our, uh, how our territory was a place fantastic in order to create wine, to, uh, for example, for touristic reasons. And we are growing and some people uh, understand probably slowly, I don't know why, for several reasons, but they understand the potentiality of our territory. And thanks to this situation, I believe that our territory can, uh, um, can grow in a very fast way and can become one of the most important territory for wine in Italy. And so, why do you think that people your age should be drinking the wines from Etna? With, uh, I answer to this question with three words because is, uh, Etna is la Borgogna del Mediterraneo and for this reason I believe that uh, uh, our wines but in general Etna wines needs to be uh, discovered by consumers and uh, can inspire some consumers and some uh, sommelier So on that note though being that you know we're talking about people your age and, and typically, and I agree, yes, Etna is the, the Burgundy of, of Italy in that sense, but if you hear the word Burgundy, you think, what, expensive. But there's, of course, different kinds of wines that come from Etna that are more approachable. So from your experience, let's say, for example, you were from, I don't know, New Jersey, I'm from New Jersey, and you were looking at Etna wines and you're like, ah, oh, what's what, what about your wines and the wines of Etna? What about them make them approachable to you as a young person? Because it's a unique wine. It's full of several uh, features. For example, the wine is uh, minerality. And it's a particular feature that probably only on Etna wines you can find in this way. Uh, the red one, some red wines are not, uh, um, hasn't a very important structure like Barolo, like other wines, but are very pleasure wines. Uh, you can say, you can, uh, for example, in my wines, but in several wines, you can uh, smell the red fruit, the stone of Mount Etna, that gives to these wines, that gives to these, to these wines some particular features, some particular um, uh, features that uh, really um, create and new discoveries for the consumer that uh, um, uh, discover that test these wines. Okay, and just to wrap up our conversation, if you of your wines were going to go out with friends or on a date, which one would you choose to share? Of my wines, I choose <laughs> Borriona 211. It's a new Grand Cru that uh, are produced by these old vineyards mm -hmm. and uh, it will be launched on the market in 2024. And for this reason, I suggest to try uh, from uh, one year when it will be launched and arrive, I hope, also in the USA. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you Thank so you much, much, Santo. Thank you. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.